passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. We're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Everybody listening to us on our podcast form, we greatly appreciate it and greatly appreciate our partners over at Believe. Everybody watching us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, do us a favor. Hit that like and hit the share. Share into some groups. Hit that retweet. And don't forget to always uh, subscribe. Guys, I want to ask a favor. If you are just watching our show for the first time or you've been watching our show for a long time, I really, really ask you to go over to YouTube after the show and go to Are You Serious Sports and don't forget to subscribe as we're a little uncertain as to what's always going to be happening uh, uh, with social media platforms that we can do the show on. So after the show, please do us a favor and go over there and subscribe. I see all the Tiger fans. All the Tiger fans. How'd y'all like that Jacob Hester? Ryan Mayer, who's a big Florida fan, didn't like it. What's up, Dylan Landry? Always in here first. It's like at 7 o'clock. He knows what time it is. The real deal 18 says Devin Stive. Devin, what's going on, brother? Craig Shilly, number 18, gold. You know what? You know why I played that? Yes, it was the Florida game. All those years ago in 2007 versus LSU. But, man, was that game just amazing for for any LSU fan. Hell, even if you're just not a fan of sports in general, how hell of a great game was that? Jacob Hester putting the team on his back. Herman Johnson pulling on the power play. And, and Jacob just giving everything he had on that play to score. And the Tigers would go on to win the national championship. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, ain't... Ain't it uh, ranting Rudy Poo time with Blake Rafino? Not today. Let's break this game down. No more ranting. No more ranting. Whatsoever. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. We will do rants again. I promise you. But before we get started, as always, guys, go check, go check out our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire replacement, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And for the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, go over to your home team team.kw.com that's team.kw.com for all of their great listings to get in touch with one of their great real estate agents today give them a call at 985-467-7355 that's 985-467-7355 and tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by uh Ryan Mayer says please don't remind me yeah 
Carl Dunn, what's up, Carl? He says, the great number 18. Yeah, he was, man. Yeah, he was. All right, well, we do have a good show in store for you tonight. Zach Pearson. Zach Pearson, the former and great LSU pitcher, is going to be joining us on stream in his normal time and normal slot at 7.15. Also, we're going to be talking about the LSU game versus Florida this week. What do I want to see? We told you guys on Monday and Tuesday that we felt a little bit that Max Johnson was going to get the start. He is. Per Ed Orgeron today and tonight, it looks like Max Johnson, the true freshman quarterback, son of Brad Johnson, is going to be getting the start for the LSU Tigers. That is pretty significant. That is pretty significant. We're going to talk about that. We have anticipated. I got a whole thing of notes right here and on my laptop or on my computer right here that we're going to talk about Max Johnson and preparing for this seeing and thinking what he can do to maybe give Florida some problems. And I think it could be significant. He's a little bit more mobile, and Florida's defense uh, is not really the best. (laughs) So we'll see. But I don't think, I do not think for one second in one iota that this is going to be a problem for Florida. I'm trying to fix something right here. Boom shakalaka. I don't think it's going to be a problem for Florida, but we will see. We will see. I think that their offense will still get rolling. Um, To start off, I see some comments. No, today is all about the money, says Colin. That is also something that we're going to be talking about. The SEC strikes the ultimate deal with ESPN. The ultimate deal with ESPN. That means you mean to tell me that we... I'm not going to play this for long. I'm not going to play it for long. But that means to tell me that we're not going to be able to listen to this. We're not going to be able to hear that CBS music anymore, y'all. That's the only thing, though, that I'm depressed about with that because Gary Danielson is not something that I I just, I'm going to miss. I'm not going to miss you, Gary. There were some good times that he made some good calls and some good games, but man, is he just Rudy Poo. (laughs) He's just not good. Kenneth, what's going on, man? Bundy says we can throw the ball on Florida, need to exploit the middle of the field. That's one thing, Bundy, that we're going to be talking about tonight and why I think that Max Johnson could have some success. Uh, The bad thing with Max Johnson is we saw last week he didn't like attacking the middle of the field. There were multiple times in that game against Alabama that he had wide open receivers. I mean, just clearly wide open, even in the end zone, that he was not able to take advantage of it. And that's going to be a problem if he doesn't see the entire field. Now, TJ Finley has struggled. To, uh, we got a little bit of a hangup. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to fix it. Daddy's coming. Daddy's coming. There we go. Okay. We had to get all of that out of there. All that out of there. Didn't want to make a problem. Didn't want it to be a problem. Devin Stobbs says, Big Cat, what's good with the good? Who's Big Cat? Am I Big Cat? <laughs> No. (laughs) Blaine says, Florida 56, LSU 13. I actually think, Blaine, that I'm going to expect for Florida to, yeah, probably score a lot. I think LSU is going to score a little bit. But I come out here every week with my positive nature outside of this week when I've gone on rants, rant after rant. But I think that LSU is going to be able to score. I would love to see them to get Max Johnson in the running game, roll him out some, get some guys in the flat. There was a pass last week to Trey Palmer. Why that kid is still not seeing the field. I know he's been nicked up a little bit. 
But last week he had a catch for like 13 yards and he didn't see the field. He outran. Guys, listen to this. And why I think the offense for LSU has been a little off-put at times, well, maybe since South Carolina, Trey Palmer ran away from Alabama's fastest defender in the flat and got a first down. And yet, and yet, why is that kid not seeing the field? Now, I'm not at practice, and we're not able to see stuff, and I get that. I get that. But I would love to see him. One thing that I also want to see from the LSU offense this week is please try to – you established a running game last week. You established the run. Uh, John Emery busted one long run in the first half. You were getting five yards per carry, actually 6.6 yards per carry in the first half, and you went away from it. And I get all of this. People are coming to me and saying, well, Blake, why when you're down plus 20-plus that you're not going to run the football? Well, Alabama was down 20-plus last year, and they kept giving the ball to Najee Harris. Just because you're down does not mean that you completely get away from your offense. Now, if it's middle of the third quarter and you're still down by 20, okay, maybe you want to start picking it up a little bit. But the first four drives for LSU coming out to shoot in the second half for four and outs, no adjustments. You know what else I want to see? Something that I want to see too is, and I know that you don't want to put a lot of things on your true freshman quarterbacks, but man, if they're in a bad play, if a play that they know is just not going to work, let them check out of it. For crying out loud, hey, if you got a run call to the right, let him make a run call to the left. Like, make, let him make checks. I mean, there were times in 2018 it seemed like Burrow wanted to make a check and they wouldn't let him. And then in 2019, he didn't give two Rudy Poos if you were going to let him check or not. He was going to do it. Let Look, you have nothing to lose at this point. Let him live by the sword, die by the sword. I'm not going to say that it's going to be an upset because I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's going to be an upset. For uh, Oh, and by the way, because I saw someone say, Blake, Derek, I'm going to get to your question. Also, the segment from last night was absolutely fantastic. Hashtag Ask Blake. I love that. That's going to be at the end of the show. At the As soon as Zach Pearson is off with us, we will uh, do the Ask Blake again. I thought that was pretty cool. You know what I think is awesome is sometimes shows just take a trend for their own. Like they're their own. It's like a different day. It's like a new episode. Oh, wait, it is a new episode. But it's just a new adventure every time we do that. So I like that segment. We're going to do it again. But Derek asked, does the blocking scheme change now that you have a left-hander likely playing the whole game? Derek, that's a fantastic question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, does the scheme change what you want to attack? Yes. The blocking scheme is always going to be pretty much the same, especially right now. The biggest difference will be Austin Deculus being the blindside tackle. But I really don't think, and in my experience, I don't know, but I've never been a quarter, or I've never been an offensive lineman for a left-handed quarterback. Now, Terrence McGee, who was a former LSU player, uh, I, I played with Derek. Uh, and, and we never really made big, elaborate switches. Like we didn't change much. Now we did make we did switch our tackles up a little bit, but we didn't switch much. But he was a freshman when I was a, when I was a senior, so he was you know he was our starting tailback. He he that's what he did. So does it change some? Yes, but I hope that they can are able to establish the running game and get that going. That's what I hope. That's what they need to do. 
Uh, Blaine says, Florida 70, LSU 6. If Alabama didn't do that to them with the revenge game that they were wanting so much, Blaine, the score's not going to be 76. I know what you're saying. Like, I know what you're saying there, but it's not going to be that. Steven Miller, the Maxion Minute. The Maxion Man says, I just want to know what this nagging injury that's keeping him from a significant playing time running with the Rue. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because he was able to go last week. He was able to go last week. And, man, I mean, again, he he's running away from defenders, y'all. Now, if he's having problems catching the football, he did have a couple drops this season. But, hell, so has everybody. Terrence Marshall had drops. Don't talk to me about drop passes. He's running away from elite speed wide or DBs in the SEC. That's what I'm talking about with this, this Rudy Poo stuff on offense. Uh, Kyle Farmer says, Rafino the Godfather. You know, Kyle, I'm going to make Bo Pelini an offer he can't refuse to leave LSU. I'm the Godfather. Maybe I should get like a, a, a hairless cat, right? Like a hairless cat. And just call myself the Godfather. We'll have a, you know what? For episode two hundred, we might we might call it the Godfather. I think that's on a Thursday too. So Zach Pearson might be uh, on that. That would be awesome. A hairless cat, me dressing up in a tuxedo, acting like it's my 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 daughter's wedding, and everybody's got to come in here and hashtag ask like ask me questions and favors, and I got to act like the Godfather. That'd be awesome. All right, we're going to get. Two, Mr. Zach Pearson in just a second. Let's get to two more comments. Mr. Valil Fahoko. What's up, my friend? He says, keep it coming, loving your show every day. I appreciate that, sir. And look, we got to get Braden on the show. You know what we got to do? We got to get Braden on the show. Valil, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, reach out to you after the show. I'd love to have Braden on. He is such a great guy, man. God, he's such a great player and a great guy. Uh, Kyle Farmer says, nagging injury equals six-game drug suspension. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to stay away from that one. Kyle, you got to stop saying stuff like that. You're going to get me in Buku's amounts of trouble. Okay, we're going to be getting to Mr. Zach Pearson, but something I missed yesterday, so let me not forget, is everybody, you got to go check my good friend, Mr. Michael Bazile, our financial advisor. Guys, if you live for it, I've told you every single night, if you live for it, you better plan for it. Give him a call today at 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. And tell him Blake Rafino from AYS sent you by. And that really is his house, by the way. That's how much money he makes. He makes bank. Actually, it's not. Mr. Zach Pearson is on with us. What's up, Zach? What's going on, man? How are you? I don't know, but I do have a question for you. It's been a long, long, long week to be an LSU Tiger fan. Okay. I'm just going to ask, and I'm going to keep it calm because I've been kind of I've been kind of fired up Monday and Tuesday. Zach, from your okay. perspective, how are you feeling about everything that's going on at LSU right now? As a former player, as, a, as an alumni, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, are you talking about, like, all of it? Just I'm talking everything. about all of it. Um, I would say that – I mean, my opinion has nothing uh, is nothing new, but basically, there is something very fundamentally off, right? To go from where we were at the beginning of this year to mm. where we were six months ago, right? Um, it's a it's a decline that I have never seen in my entire life. Um, 
I don't know what the problem is. There is something very fundamentally problematic there, and I think that it's someone's job to find it really quickly. How do you do it? I, because, look, and, 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 and here's the thing. Look, I was on a very dysfunctional team, a football team at Southeastern, like extremely dysfunctional, okay? Mm-hmm. We knew what the problem was. We knew the coaching staff knew what the problem was. Everybody, like fans knew, parents knew, everybody knew. And I'm not gonna, I'm not proud of this, but we had players that were going up and just saying, "Enough's enough. Screw them. Screw the coaching staff. Screw everybody. We got to go out there and play for pride." Is this? Could this be changed from a, a leadership standpoint? Because if so, Zach, is or is or scars just too hard to heal sometimes? Um, I guess it depends on who your leaders are. I mean, I, you know, you had, for a stint there, we had Terrace Marshall trying to do and say everything right in the locker room, but then he opts out for the next, you know, for the rest of the season within right. like, what, what was that? A week, you know? Yeah. So I guess it kind literally of a week on, to the day. <laughs> yeah. So like how, who are your leaders in this situation? Mm-hmm. Are, are we leaning on the young guys that we're giving reps to? Are we hoping that they pick it up next year? But then even with that, now we're seeing <laughs> there may be some unhappy players in that group also. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how you pull this out. Who's your leader in this situation? Is it someone who can fix it? Well, I mean, time will tell. I don't know. Zach, let me answer you this as a former player. And I'm not sure if you heard Ed Orsron's comments Tuesday. But Eric Gilbert is transferring out. Okay? Um there were some comments that Ed Orgeron said that some people have said that needed to be retracted because maybe he was protecting the player. But he said that his body was hurting, and that's why he wanted to leave LSU. Now, there are some different things going on that people are saying behind the scenes with Eric Gilbert. But even if that's so, do, do you think that – and I, look, this is not a, uh, a Trash Coach O segment. This is just ta- talking about what's le- realistically going on here. Would you have just kind of mm-hmm. as a player just been like, man – why did he say that about his body hurt? And like everybody knows, it's football. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the issue here? What are we talking about? The fact that Coach O said the reason at all? Yeah, I guess so, Zach. And it's really hard to ask that question. You know, like, hey, as a former player, if a coach ran out there and said somebody's body hurts and he doesn't want to play, but he doesn't have an injury, like as a former player, would that mm-hmm. would that affect you? I mean, I know what my feelings would have been, um, but I don't know if that's the case, but. Don't you just take that as a little bit of a, man, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, it almost seems, though, it almost seems like there was a window there where Gilbert wasn't officially out of the door yet, and the people within the program were trying to do anything they could to keep him, you know, without burning that bridge altogether. Right. That's kind of how I took that quote of, like, well, he's not going to come out and say, Hey, he wants to be gone, be gone. You know, like that's just not mm-hmm. something you would do if you still maybe have a chance to keep that guy in the program. And I, I don't know that, but I feel like that's what was going on for a little while because a lot of it was breaking news and broken news and this and that, but it there was there was never anyone saying that it was already official. Right. So I don't know. I feel like people were trying to just kinda of hold on to that rope as long as they could, hoping something could be salvaged. Yeah, I think so too. And look, and and I've just been the individual. I don't know what completely because there's so many rumors. What's going on? I mean, if that's the case, and if there's some of the things are the case, you want to get 
a young player help, but at the same time, it just that's what we're talking about with LSU in this culture, right? Like it just always seems like, damn, yeah. did he, you know? And that's that's where a lot of fans have come in here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're just really upset. They're putting their, they're putting, they're letting us know in the comments that they're upset. So I don't know. Uh, Zach, let's go on the field. Last week, Alabama just, you know, I know you tweeted this is the time. I saw you tweeting it during the game, but we were, we were talking about this, you know, last week about, <laughs> hey, well, there's a chance. You know, there's always a chance. And you're like, no, there's not a chance. But I saw you. <laughs> you said, oh, man, we're coming back now. We're only down by like 30. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> like That was extremely funny. We had just kicked that field goal, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> It ain't over yet. Uh, dude, the, that was the only thing I can think about was when I saw that tweet. I was like, man. And we were just talking about that last Thursday. Uh, your thoughts on the game. What did what did you see and what did you think? Uh, all in all, I mean, pretty much the, the same takeaways. Actually, the same things we were saying going into the game. I think we got to see young guys get really good reps in. I think... All in all, we had we had some very valuable reps for a lot of those young guys. Um, I think Devontae Smith is a monster. I yep. think um, what else? I think I think their program, right? Well, if we're looking at this year, last year, and the year before, you know, it seems like they're always way better than us somehow. Last year, we 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 went over there and we beat them. And we were the best team that we've ever seen. But it's like, at the end of the day, when you look back at that score, that was a five-point game. It didn't feel like a five-point game. I know that the score doesn't tell the whole story. But you look at how good we were last year. We beat them by five. And then you right. look at all our matchups around this, and you're like, man, I don't understand why that program doesn't go through the dips that we're in right now. Well, why do they do so differently? I think it's two things, Zach. Number one, I think it's attrition, right? So, meaning in this, in just the simple aspect of it, is that they keep older players on on their team. Okay, you have a first round left tackle, you have a first round, early second round left guard that all comes back. You just talked about Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is senior. He would have been in the first two rounds, so he would have gone above yeah. uh, Michael Pittman from US. He would have gone above some of these guys in last year's draft. And he comes back, which, by the way, in my opinion, I think that he needs to be uh, a Heisman finalist after what he did last week. There's no, there's no question about yeah. that. But I think that that's the difference, right? Nick has this. Let me ask you, or let me ask it like this, or, or put it like this: If all the juniors that would have left when you were, or maybe when you were a junior, if all those juniors would have came back, the guys that got drafted high, everybody would have came back for their senior year, and you got all those guys, and then you got the new recruiting class coming in, you would have been stacked. And that's just how Alabama stacks it every single year. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. Um, in 15, if we'd have had our guys back, we'd have still had Nola and Lang on the Oh, team. my God. <laughs> So you mean to tell me that you would have had two first-round draft picks on that rotation? That would have been sick. Two what? I mean, top ten picks or whatever. Well, they right. Were. I don't know where they went, but they were both freaks. And then, I mean, and then you'd have had Poche. That would have been our three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, dog! Listen, Gross. Jared Poche for all of his craziness, and people were like, "Oh my God, he threw a ball eighty-one miles an hour." You couldn't hit it. I mean, oh, I love, uh, 
I love that guy's game. I mean, he's got the most wins in LSU baseball history. I know. How crazy is that? The winningest pitcher. You look at the guys who have gone through LSU. None of them won more games than Poche. How? And that's just, just nuts. Well, you know, Bulldog. well, and here's the thing. And we're talking about culture earlier. You remember in the College World Series when they lost to Florida? Po, uh, Maneri came out and said that Poche knocked on his door at 5.30 in the morning of game day, right? Banging on his door saying, put me in the bullpen. I'm ready to go. And he was like, Poche, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't sleep. Put me in the bullpen. He says, then Poche goes back and lays on his bed and goes to sleep. He just couldn't sleep because he had to tell him that. I'm like, dog, send a dude to Texas something. Don't be banging on his door at 530. You know? But but that's the kind of leadership you need. And look, they were in the College college World Series against Florida of all teams. Yeah. And you're playing them this week. Yeah. Anyway, I get fired up. That kind of stuff really – Gets me going. Gets my gears a grinding. <laughs> uh, Zach, <laughs> TJ Finley and, uh, played decent last week, but Max Johnson, mm-hmm. per Ed Orsron, uh-oh, there goes my camera. I'm going to put you on here so they can hear me. Per Ed Orsron is going to be getting the start uh, Saturday. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I, think it's, I think it's a very important thing for us to see. Um, I think he's been playing well in the in the you know snaps that he's been getting, but I also think that there's a difference in the way that the defense treats you whenever um, you're the starter and you're getting the the very valuable reps in the beginning versus whenever you come in already losing by a lot. So I think it's very 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 important to see is he as effective in those same in those beginning of the game snaps as he is in these snaps because if so, you we can reevaluate his talent set completely differently. Because some guys, I mean, some guys, yeah, you can do well whenever they're not really throwing all their stuff at you. Um, Anyone that LSU recruits better be able to do well like that. I think Max has looked very good in his snaps that he's gotten, though. So I do want to see what does it look like when he's at full force. You 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 got the energy going high. You got the morale high. Everybody's ready to roll. How does he look in that situation? I think it's very important for us to know that about I, I completely agree with you, Zach. And look, I, I'm ba- I've been banging on the TJ Finley bandwagon. Look, I've covered him a lot. I've seen a lot of his games. But look, you have two true freshman quarterbacks. If if the roles were reversed, okay, I would probably be calling for TJ at this point, right? Like just and it's nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing on TJ. I don't think he's done anything right. wrong to to warrant this. I just think people have been bad around him. Um, however, mm-hmm. however. Max Johnson had, I mean, you, and I don't mean this in a wrong, because Maneri does it. He would, and we talked about midweek games, which by the way, midweek baseball talk is already happening on Twitter. Just, I saw two tweets about it. I saw two tweets about it today. I'm getting fired up for baseball. Anytime people talk about midweek games in December, I start getting fired up. I know it's that season. It's Christmas time, you know, but he always would say, look, I'm going to give a guy a chance. And I think that Ed doesn't have a choice at this point. Like, let him run out there and, and, and get after it. We have a question right here from What's uh, the worst that happened? Nothing. Oh, no. hey, you get you beat lose? by you get beat by thirty. You get beat by forty. If you lose, you lose. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. never. Yes, I don't like getting my butt beat, and yes, I don't like losing close games, Zach. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss to me. I don't care. You know, like yeah. at the end of the day, it's just mm-hmm. the same thing. It's still the same L. Now. 
I don't want to get, I mean, I get the perception of getting your brain kicked in, but for my mentality, it doesn't matter. We have a question from Carl here, and it, look, he, look where he's at right there in his picture. He's in the box. Locked in. Yep. He says, hashtag ASAC, views on college baseball for the season, which is a great question because there's been a lot of things going on with college baseball, a lot of talk here recently about protecting the players, getting nervous about it, with uh, the start maybe being pushed back. Zach, if they get two seasons affected, I, I, man, that's going to be catastrophic. It is because most, especially because most baseball programs in the nation do not make money, right? Correct. They're already they're already financial black holes for their university. LSU mm -hmm. is lucky enough to be one of the few that does profit, but not many of them do. Um, so so yeah, it, I think I think March Madness as well though. If if both of those seasons, baseball and basketball, get hit the same way they did last year, it's really really going to be tough for some of these sports to return from. Zach, I can't agree with you more. And look, March Madness is a multi-billion dollar business, right? And so it's an interesting stat that you throw out there because I remember looking it up because it was a big topic for whatever reason. Did you know that there's nine universities, and I forget the ones out of the SEC, but nine universities that profit from baseball? Five of the nine are mm -hmm. from the SEC. Five. I South believe that. And I would bet that the I bet that one of the others is Texas because of yep. their TV contract. Well, it was Texas. I don't know all the nine though. It was Texas. I want to say Oregon State broke even. Okay. Um, okay. I forget the other ones. I forget the other ones in the nine. But listen to this. What I thought was crazy: South Carolina, with all of their World Series championships, doesn't even turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, they didn't really? even turn a pop. In 2015 and 16, now they're, they were down a little bit, and you know they were doing some things. But the last time I checked, in 2015-16, they didn't profit. And I think 18 they did, 17 they did, 18 they did, and then we didn't have 19. So it's like a, 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 a you know, some years they do, yeah, some years they well. don't. So, But that's I thought that was really, really interesting. Zach Pearson is our guest. If you have any questions for Zach, Hit us with the hashtag AskZach without the K. <laughs> without the K. Okay. Zach, Zach okay. what do you think What do you think that LSU needs to do moving – I know I've asked you this, but what do you think that – there's a lot of rumors going around, and I want to be careful here, and I know that you've probably seen the Ed Warsron hot take, the coordinator stuff. I don't want to put you on the spot with that, but what do you think that they should do? Do you think that they should possibly maybe get some more coaches in here? Uh – I mean, it's 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 impossible to to predict that fans will be a hundred percent ready to roll next season without some change being made. And yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily want to call for any guy's job because I just I'm not that kind of person. But at the same time, it's like man, if if we really want if we really want to put all this stock into the culture is going to change and we're going to get right back on track. There has to also be somebody making a move to show that. They can't just say it because before this season they said they had the best defense we've ever seen, right? But they, they've said a lot of things every week, but we're not seeing many moves being made. And maybe they don't want to make moves in the middle of a season in a pandemic. I get all that. In a losing season anyway, I totally understand if they want to hold on to something. But if they want to try and lead the whole fan base, into believing that something's going to be different, I think they have to show that something's going to be different. I agree. 
Um, Derek asks you, hashtag ask Zach, what do you see happening in the MLB draft if another college season is missed in Major League Baseball? That's a very, very damn good question. Uh, I don't know, Zach, if they can do two years for recruiting purposes. If they can, and not just recruiting purposes, but MLB purposes, if they don't do a full draft again, they're going to have to go through it, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think with I think with with the way they did the eligibility stuff going into this year from last year, I don't know if they can have these players rolling over again. You know, know. you may have some guys if they end up banging this whole season, right? Let's just go most extreme hypothetical. You'll have some guys who are still sticking around maybe after they needed to and then still trying to get a draft spot. I think they have to just go full draft. You got to go off of what, you know, I mean, I don't know, showcase stats. <laughs> I don't know. You got to go up with something. You know, Zach, I talked to a uh, – well, it's SES for football, but how do I say this? I talked to a lower school coach in baseball, I think it was, what, about six or seven days ago in the state of Louisiana. And mm-hmm. he told me that he he's not hoping for it. Don't, don't get it wrong. Like, they want to play. But he's right. like, man, could right. you expect – if, th- if something like that happens and players got to transfer and we can get some of those guys to come on our team, how much more crazy hey, baseball would be? And look, Southeastern's where I played and I graduated. Could you imagine that series between LSU and Southeastern with some players? You know, hey, uh, Southeastern got four guys from LSU. Now they're coming in. They're contributing. That would be a storyline in and of itself. And maybe, Zach, mm-hmm. this might be good for college baseball because you have all these guys in here. And, look, I, I get the NBA draft and, and, and players only being able to play for a year, but I think that this could be very good for baseball, college baseball looking forward to with all the talent that's on the field. That actually would be pretty neat to be able to see some of these some of these programs hoard the best players and then they'll hold on to them for two years not seeing the field. They'll play one year and they'll get out, right? It would be pretty cool to see some of these really good young players who may not be able to play at this specific spot go play at other schools. That actually would be really competitive. I think that'd be awesome. Well, you see it in basketball a lot. Like they hoard seniors and juniors. LSU went out and got two. Uh, basketball went out and got two seniors and guys that can contribute. I mean, it would be great for uh, for college baseball, Zach. Something that I, I've really and I know that we've talked about it. I know that listen, I know that we've talked about it. And I I, I know I kind of put you on the spot a little bit, but it's kind of tough not to talk about some of these tough questions, right? But let's get to some fun mm-hmm. stuff. What are you okay. looking forward to at LSU Athletics? Or it like what's the biggest thing once post pandemic things start getting back to normal? Is there something that you Maybe just athletic, or maybe not even sports in general. But is there something that you're missing that you want to get back to? It's yeah. It's a. I actually have a weird answer to that. I think I want to <laughs> see. Uh, I want to see Will Wade's team make like a really awesome run. I think that's something that LSU fans have been really craving for a while, um, and I and I just think it would be so cool to see. Football had the the greatest football season we've ever seen a team have. Right. Baseball's always in it. They'll make their deep runs here and there. You know, like we haven't had fans. Fans haven't had to crave a really good uh, football or baseball team in a while now. And I would love to see I would love to see that Will Wade, like the whole like 
American gangster story come back around and him just be like, no, I don't care what y'all say about me, but through it all, here we are, and we're bald. And I just think it would be so cool for the fan base. Zach, is he not the biggest per? I know people say it's O, like Coach O, but is Will Wade not the biggest per- like persona at LSU? Like, it seems like every time LSU basketball does something, like, they're waiting to erupt, right? Like, Will Wade, American Gangster. Will Wade on that phone call in the documentary saying, well, look, I'm going to get him. I don't give a shit what you're going to do, but I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I mean, like, that kind of, he's just American <laughs> Gangster. Like, is LSU basketball, re- like, ready to explode? And, and, and if they do, could you see him building a, a small little dynasty here? Oh, if they win, I mean, this LSU as a school will recruit itself. If they have a program that's that's respected and a coach that's respected, they will recruit themselves. Because you already have – I mean, you can just bring them to any baseball game and say there's no other team in America that has a fan, that has a fan base like this. You can bring them to Death Valley on a normal season and show them there's no other stadium that rocks like this. And you can just be like, look, everyone's craving that indoor sport to be able to go to in the middle of December – that's where they want to be, and you can recruit all these studs for that. I really believe that the school can recruit itself, and I think Will Wade would be the one to get that going. I do, too. I do, too. And I think it's interesting, Zach, to see what he can put together. Uh, I think it's interesting because, look, I love it when – I might be crazy here. I love it when he goes ballistic on the sidelines. Like, I absolutely love it. When he's chewing a ref mm-hmm. out, it just reminds mm-hmm. me of, like, the old school – like, the, what was what happened the other night? Um, something happened. Where, oh, Sharif O'Neal took the charge, okay? And they called it on Sharif. And he lost his ever-living mind. And I, you, you, the, the sound went mute. Like, you couldn't hear the even the announcers. And I'm like, oh, he's cursing somebody out, bro. Oh, court mic. <laughs> he's <laughs> cursing somebody. Delay on the court mic's got him. Oh, dude. It got it, – it, dude, it went silent. I, I literally – my wife was sitting on the couch – and I'm like, damn, what happened to the TV? Got me smooth. And I'm like, turn it up. And then when it came back, it was super loud. I'm like, damn, what was that? And then I saw it on Twitter. They're like, oh, Will Wade's chewing somebody's butt out. And what's crazy is I didn't even think about it, you know? One of the coldest things I saw Will Wade do so far, I'm a UL fan because I grew up here. They're just, that's like, they were the closest team to me. So I really do pull for them. I don't buy into the like fake rivalry. I don't buy into any of that. I support UL. But the, the basketball season where they were like, their coach was kind of talking. He was kind of kind of chattering here and there before the game. And LSU was beating him. And Will Wade called timeout at the end of the game just to let the crowd cheer. <laughs> I thought that was so cold. And then after the game, they asked him about it. He was like, if I'd have had more than one timeout, I would have called more than one timeout. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> just to let him sit there. Completely flexed on him. Zach, you brought up in something Bro. interesting. I gotta get like I gotta get to it because I've had a lot of pushback uh, this week on because I go on a lot of local radio shows. I go on two in Lafayette, and I said that this week that if LSU's not careful, and I, this was before the bowl ban, I said, look, if LSU plays UL and gets beat, that can't happen. Like that, that's just something that can't happen. So then I started getting all these messages and all these tweets. Everybody hitting up my DM oh, from Lafayette people. LSU fans, yeah. I can't believe you said that UL would beat LSU. I had no idea 
I was kind of making a joke, right? Like saying, hey, you better be careful. And you, Zach, I swear to God, probably 30 people sent me a message saying, from Lafayette, how dare you, ball? B-A-W. How dare you, ball? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So can you take me through that? Because I'm not from there. Can you break that down for me? I don't fully understand it. I see it, but I also don't get it. For some reason... It, within Lafayette, and I love that city to death, but there is a pocket, there's a there's a little sect of people in Lafayette who really 100% hate LSU. And if you're wearing like purple and gold over there, which everyone in the state wears everywhere, they will like you'll get you'll get eyes from them. You you may get like snide comments. It's it's very bizarre, but for some reason there's a pocket of people in Lafayette that absolutely are disgusted by the LSU Tigers. And I don't know. I pull for both teams. I don't care. I did too. Like, I do too. Like, if they do something good, I'm going to talk about them. You know, but, man, when I I get off the radio and I go to pick up my son from daycare and I'm on my way home and my phone is literally buzzing off its ass and it's like, how dare you be a ball, B-A-W? And I'm like, man, you would have thought that I put – but I put Tony Sasheries in the gumbo, right? Like, <laughs> you would think that I, I, I made a cardinal sin here, man. Like, I'm back on MySpace. They, like we, <laughs> go ahead. What I'll, say about them is, what I'll say about them is that they have, as a city and as a culture and everything, they have all the aspects of what makes LSU fans so great, right? It's that same exact party slash Cajun idea. It's all, like, based around the support and everything. So they really just have an amazing fan base. It's just a smaller fan base than what LSU has. So I guess I kind of see it that way where, like, LSU would be – his comment. <laughs> LSU fans would be willing to argue with any other SEC school, I guess. So, like, maybe I see it in that sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how those two programs are related. I have no idea. You know, I, I remember it a little bit when you talked about that Will Wade thing and calling the timeout. I remember that a little bit on social media, and people were like – Oh yeah, well your gumbo sucks. You probably put chitlins in it, and I was like, "Hey man, yeah, I didn't realize it was this big." But whatever, yeah. Zach. All right, last last question, last sec, last part of the segment. I wanted to do this because I know that we talked about MySpace and stuff last week, but I wanted to try this. Is there anything interesting that happened to you this week that you know we? Something from the past that maybe brought up, you know, we talked about MySpace last week. I saw an old commercial on YouTube about a Nintendo 64 this week, and I thought to myself, man, I got to go find me a Nintendo 64. Anything like that this week? I don't think so. I'm, okay. I'm very confused by the question. That's on me because I can't articulate that, but I know that we talked about MySpace a lot last week. And I was thinking about old things that, like, things that are a past, maybe. That's how I should have asked the question. Is maybe, is there anything that you saw this week that of your past that brought back a lot of memories? I'll give you one for mine also this week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was on HBO Max this week. Not the, the, the real-life one, right, with April O'Neil and the Shredder and stuff like that. So I thought it was a blast of the past. I can't say that I had okay. that happen to me this week, man. Well, I think of one. I wish I could. Well, I, I should have asked one. you about that before, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe we could go back to a blast of a pass, and it was a stupid question. But it's okay, because you're Zach Pearson <laughs> in your own AYS. 
Zach, we appreciate you coming on, man. Tell everybody where they can find find you on Twitter and stuff like that. Twitter, Zach underscore Pearson, spelled like person. Um, that's pretty <laughs> much the only one that I that I deal with on a daily basis. So hit me up, find me there, send in questions. I like to have fun on there. Hey, what was your uh, – somebody said something on, on Twitter last week, and we forgot to talk about it. Your, there was another Twitter handle, like it, Zach, Zach Pearson Dancing. It was like a persona Twitter account. Dancing? I don't know. One of my buddies from LSUE started a, uh, like a parody account at one point, and he would just say very stupid stuff. Um, it, was, it was essentially – I don't even know how it got started. It was essentially like Chuck Norris back, but he would just put my name in place of him. And it was so stupid. It was so stupid. And it would – What's bad about it was that it would actually kind of annoy me. It wouldn't annoy me like to that extent, but I'd be like, "Man, this guy's gonna gonna make other people think I think of myself this way." I know. So I was like, "It's gonna just it's gonna be so bad in the long run." But it is funny to look back on. Uh, there was actually a parody account made of Blake Rafino. It was parody Blake Rafino, and one of the tweets was, "I love chocolate chip cookies." Although I do love chocolate chip cookies, that's not something I just go around saying, man. I mean, God, like, dog. You know? Like it just comes out? Like it just, all he said was, or all this person said was, I love chocolate chip cookies, man. I mean, I do, but God, dog. You know? What was another one? Uh, uh, oh, this food I'm eating right now is Rudy Pooh. Like, why is it always food? You know? But anyway, go ahead. No, I was saying that um, there was that, that one lady, Miss Kellyanne, who uh, brought up our teddy bear that we made in 15. Um, do you know the story with that? No. Keep going. Tell us about it. So so we we got a, a group of the pitching staff together after workouts one morning, and we just went to build a bear in the Baton Rouge Mall. <laughs> and we, we, we literally built a bear, um, and we, like, put him, put him in, like, LSU, LSU shirt, some sunglasses, like some Converse shoes. And we like recorded, we recorded us. <laughs> so we would, I got to back up a little further. We would go to Mr. Gaddy's every Thursday night. Oh my God. That was like, it was a, it was a pitcher's thing. And we would do Gaddy's night. <laughs> and it was like a, we called it team bonding, but really we would just go eat trash pizza <laughs> as much as we could. And so anyway, so we, you could do the recording, you know, like where you could put something in the bear mm-hmm. and we have. We have our pitching staff in the middle of the Build-A-Bear in the Baton Rouge Mall, breaking it down to like, one, two, three, gaddies. (laughs) 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 That is golden. Yeah, and so then, and we would take that bear with us everywhere, and we would like do stupid stuff with it in the locker room, created a Twitter account that ended up having like almost 3,000 followers. People were sending in Build-A-Bear accessories for him to wear. Um, like, little girls were, like, going to the baseball games with other bears that they crafted, saying that it was his girlfriend. It was, like, snowballed out of control. Whenever oh, my we God. Went to Omaha, whenever we went to Omaha that year, Build-A-Bear, the, like, official Twitter account, shouted us out as, like, who they were pulling for. The the NCAA gave him, like, um, like – top tier security uh pass like press pass so like he could technically go anywhere <laughs> we couldn't but that bear could have oh i'd be taking that press pass kinda- i'd be taking that bear with me hey i'm his entourage you know like dang i didn't realize that i maybe i forgot oh, yeah. that's that's crazy 
Yeah, it snowballed out of control, man. And it was hey. funny. It was just something stupid we did one morning. Zach, this is what you're going to have to deal with when your little one learns how to walk. <laughs> okay. I like those cuffs. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, tell everybody, hey. Here comes a comment from my mom, by the way. Say, hey. <laughs> Say, hey. All right. Go see your mommy. Megan, you want to come on? So just be just be aware of that. It's okay. We're we're a family friendly show, a very family friendly show. I like that. But no, I did not I like know that. about that with the Build a Bear. That's awesome. And you know, it's funny how you, you like you say that. And I was going, it just things just take a. You know, this is interesting in sports. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll end the show here on this last segment, Zach. But this is an interesting thing here about sports. Look at the life that that took, right? Like, look at the life yeah. that that took. That is so interesting. So I just thought it was that was awesome. All right, I just got your text. But Zach, we appreciate it, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I got you. There goes another one. Dude, my my electronics is going nuts so tonight. That's why I'm just bouncing all over the place. I'm sorry, dude. It's been a rough night. No, nah, you're good, dude. But it just takes a a life of its own. Oh, that was from you. I all I saw was Zach. <laughs> Dude, I'm out of it, dude. I'm out of it. Bro, I'm sorry. That's my fault. That's my fault. I'm sorry, dude. All right, well, hold on. Just hang tight because our our things are going bad. All right, guys, this is Blake Rafino. This is AYS. Zach, hang on for us. Everybody, y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.